What's up, everybody? It's time for another Ghost Cold Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with Jake Smith, the White Buffalo. Check it out. And the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast welcomes in Jake Smith, the White Buffalo. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? I am great. Uh, it is great to chat with you. I've been a longtime fan and follower of your career. And... Um, Glad to say that even though our site is well known for a lot of hard rock and heavy metal, we cover a lot of folk, indie, Americana artists also. And uh, you are you are one of my bucket list guys to chat with this year. So I'm really stoked. Yeah, it's my, my pleasure. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, as excited as I am to talk about the record, obviously, I want to make sure with this crazy pandemic, you, yourself, your family, any friends, bandmates, everyone is safe, well, happy as can be. Hopefully that everyone is, you know, in one piece. Um, yeah, we're all doing it. We're all keeping it together. Um, it's, it's interesting times, obviously, but uh, I'm fairly good at uh, getting lazy, kind of. And, uh, yeah, it's weird. you got to kind of adjust your, your mindset, but... Um, you know, just getting the lights done so that time feels like an accomplishment for the day, you know. Right. Uh, it, see, it seems like the general uh, consensus is it's just a strange time. You happen to put your record out right as this thing hit. So I'm sure you were busy playing gigs and preparing release shows and things like that and uh, touring. And uh, this is ground everything we know. And, you know, the, the foil for all our whole careers is ground to a halt. It's so strange. It really is, yeah. I mean, the, the idea of, I mean, basically, we're not a huge radio band or anything like that, and and the way we always push albums and, and get it there and promote things is to go play, you know, and that just got shut down abruptly. Um, but still, you know, I mean, the, the, there was talk about maybe postponing, you know, the release, which I, I kind of, we kind of vetoed quite early, thinking, um, one, we don't know how long this is going to go, and then two, yeah, I think people need need some some honest, some good honest music, you know. And uh, you know, people that are excited about that it coming out, uh, you know, deserve to have it in time manner, you know. Right on. And uh, yeah, man, so good that the record did come out. And I love that you use good, honest music. It's such a great uh, sort of, uh, you know, very humble brag. It is good, honest music. And it's it's really, you know, I think the foundation of all music is that uh, just like all art, it kind of reflects a mirror up to life. And uh, I think that's what you do really well as sort of a, you know, subtle observer of life and uh you know through songs and uh i think we need that right now we need other people to kind of say hey th don't freak out this is what it is uh even if it wasn't intentional it's yeah it's i mean it's interesting also how you know i mean perspective environment and how situations change songs kind of you know and and uh you know when you put this kind of spin on it uh, you know the, kind of the isolation and some loneliness and obviously some, I mean, there's some songs about uh, basically just like getting through the day kind of as a concept, as a kind of living for the moments, you know, um, which seems, you know, oddly timely for, for this strange time. Right. Uh, you know, uh, it's obvious, you know, from following your whole career and all your songs, I mean, there's a great thread that runs through everything that really is sort of uh commentating on the human condition whether it's yours or those around you and uh 
You know, I think it's very, it, it takes a very special kind of artist who can actually do that without being too preachy or heavy handed. So I like that, you know, none of your songs are super pointed and a lot of them are just very poetic, but they're meaningful. They're very meaningful, you know? Oh, thanks. Yeah. And that's right. I mean, everything, the whole idea is like trying to hit somebody in the heart or in the head, you know, like with with something. And I'm, not, I'm rarely like preaching or even giving anybody the, the, the destination, you know, I'm just kind of laying out some either ideas or a story, you know, that often has kind of deeper ideas or themes within it, you know. Well done. Uh, I think it's it's really interesting because, um, you know, you f- your career has kind of followed this arc where, you know, I think you would have been very, you know, listen, everybody wants to claim. Somebody asked me yesterday, is like, why do you think artists make, why do musicians try to make music and have them in the, you know, within the music industry, why do people try to make it? And I was like, because I think at heart, artists want to be heard and they want to be noticed and appreciated. Yes, it's nice to make a living and, you know, obviously awards are nice and things, but... At, at heart, I think everybody that makes music, original music or covers or whatever, they want to just be heard. You know, it's it's weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, for me, like I'm not, you know, I'm still free. You know, not like a dirty little secret, but I'm still kind of underground in a way. Um, you know that I would still like to expand my my the fan base. You know what I mean? Like it's still it's still a, a small. A, a small a small thing you know I'm able to make a fine living um, but you always want it to grow you know you always want more people to hear about it I don't really care about the accolades and that kind of thing because I'm I feel like I'm not really part of that it, it, as a I don't know why entirely partially because I think that I don't really fit into into any good boxes you know any, any, any genres specifically where it's you know it's like i kind of dip my toe in the you know the folk thing and the rock but then some country and americana and, and it's not it's not an obvious uh fit for anything right well it's it's a good it's good to be a chameleon especially at this time in the world um and yeah of course accolades you know they're nice but they don't really you know, that's not the reason why, right? The reason why is something else probably. And uh, I, I think I appreciate the artist journey a lot. And um, it is interesting that uh, the record, the new record, of course, did actually chart on different subgenre charts, which is very interesting for the business. Like, oh, usually you don't see anybody cross cut across those things. But I think that's a sort of a testament to how you blend things together. You know, blue <laughs> folk, blues, Americana, country, bluegrass. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I was like, what? Like, how do you like right you're like number one on bluegrass which i don't i never even thought it was bluegrass but uh somehow it fits in there but then also chart on the rock chart is is pretty uh it's an interesting accomplishment i suppose in itself for sure yeah and of course we're talking about uh on the widow's walk which is your new record just released on snake farm records which is pretty cool pretty cool company on that record label and uh you know, obviously you've been at this a long time, I think over 20 years. Um, so yeah, definitely. How do you, uh, sort of when you, do you write all the time? Do you, are you very prolific that you just pick up a guitar every day and play and write or like, Oh, I have to make a record now. I guess I'm going to sit down and work on some songs. Yeah. This, I mean, this one in particular, I didn't feel, I didn't have much, um, until I met Shooter really. 
and I had I had a bunch of ideas recorded in my phone that were just kind of these loose. You know, I, I just had these that's mostly gibberish and kind of a few like loose ideas that I had, but I didn't really feel like they had much worth. I was kind of in a, a darker place, I suppose. And he kind of validated me and, and, and filled me up to a point where it just kind of overflowed and everything came out. And I hit this really prolific time for this album in particular. I've done it different ways kind of throughout my whole life. Um, but the last couple have been just these, uh, you know, couple weeks, little periods where it's just kind of an explosion of creativity, like these really prolific kind of benders that, that, that all this stuff just spills out. Like I'll finish something and then I'll write something else. And then, you know, it went from me thinking, like I, I initially, when I met with Shooter, I didn't have any... I was like, fuck, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to play for him. And the night before, I kind of had a woke up and I, it's melody and lyric kind of came to me. So I sang it into my phone. I was like, okay, we can work on this tomorrow. At least I'll have something to show him that uh, is fresh and I'm excited about or something, you know? And we can work on that all day. And then I sing that melody to him and I, you know, tell him the kind of an arrangement and we, Thing and I'll work out kind of a loose idea of it in like 20 minutes. And he's like, what else you got? And I was like, oh, I have this. And he's like, wow, that's amazing. Let's explore that. Well, what else you got? This, this, this. And I just kept on playing it more. And he's like, dude, these are great ideas, you know? And then I would kind of expand on what they could be, like where this song could go to this, to, you know, kind of map it out in front of him. Um, and he's like, you already know what you're doing. Like, just go do it, you know? And it just kind of, just the validation, I think, just uh, just lit a fire kind of in me. And I never really had that happen. Most of the time it's my own lighting of the fire, you know. And this time it was somebody else just kind of that I respected that I think was like, God, these are amazing ideas. Just go do it, just go finish it, you know. Killer, a shooter is amazing. Uh, I'm a big fan of the recent Duff McKagan record he did, and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with uh, Marilyn Manson on this new record that he's working on with him. It's already been a couple of songs, very very unique covers and things like that, which you know is something you're not a stranger to, also. So shooter's uh, an amazing guy, an amazing talent. Yeah, he really is. He's uh, <laughs> super easy. You know, he's kind of a big quietly uh, puts everything together, you know, in this, in a, it's a very relaxed uh, environment that he kind of establishes. And, uh, but he's definitely captains it, you know, it's not, he's, he's not, he's not bullshit. He's, he's, uh, <laughs> he's definitely, you know, I mean, he sprinkled a lot of magic dust on, you know, I mean, just what he did to me writing. And then after that, it was kind of, inevitable that I would use him as a producer. I was like, if, you know, if that happened here, let's see, let's, you know, it, it already seemed to, to pave the way and, and uh, it, it felt inevitable that, that he should produce it. Um, yeah, he's great. 
awesome. And I think sometimes it's it becomes maybe hard for an artist to self-edit. So it's good to have someone you build a trust and a rapport with that can tell you like it is, this is good, this needs work, work more on this, you know. I think it's hard for some artists, you've been, you know, you've been around for a long time, so it's a credit to you that you can still take critique and help because some artists you can't, you know, you can't reach them. They're like, oh, well, this is how I've always done it. <laughs> You know? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm open to uh, you know, ideas and, and other creative things. I'm definitely, uh, well, it's stubborn, but I, I definitely have my own opinions as well, you know. <laughs> Nice. Well, it's important to have. It's also, also important to believe in yourself and have confidence. It's that's the the yeah, sort I mean, of the, as, as an artist, you're you know, as the songwriter and as the most of the, the creative behind what it is, you're often doing a lot of production on your own, you know, as well. But it's a uh, you just don't get the credit in that respect, I suppose. Right. Well, you know, again, credit. You know the unsu the, the the hours that you put in the the dive bars you played in the time sat on your porch just with a guitar and a beer nobody sees those hours you know nobody feels those hours but you so I think it's after you've completed a, you know a body of work or a few albums or here you know I start doing you know play on tour in front of new people who don't know you because that's the best audience the audience that doesn't know you right uh, easy to entertain your fans who already love you which is great. Everybody, you know, that's awesome. But, you know, the best way to know if you're any good is to get in front of people who don't know you. And so I think that's the true measure of an artist, um, especially I think it's been, you know, very true of the last like 20, 25 years. It, while, while there's this whole social media, digital streaming, all these things happening, I still feel like I really hope we get the, the music scene back in the little clubs and bars because I think that's where real music happens anyway, whatever the genre. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. No, definitely like the, the yeah, I mean, the heart of it all is this kind of performance and this, uh, is that live scene, that live connection that you're getting. And if you can, I love that. When somebody else brings somebody, you know, first timer to, to a show and, you know, you can, you, you can turn them with a couple songs, you know. I, I love that when you can hit somebody in the heart, you can make somebody cry. You know, uh, they've never heard a song before, or you know, and you can get that kind of emotional response out of somebody. Um, I think it's, it's cool, and I always think of it as a blessing and as a gift to be able to to do that. You know, it's also fun to do the other side of things. You know, I like, I you know, my bass player says he's like, we're in the emotion business. You know, and that's really what what we are. It's like we're. And I'm trying to hit them all. You know what I mean? A lot of people are a little, not one dimensional, but a little, you know, they have a lane. And I have a, maybe a couple lanes, you know, where there's some really dark shit. And then there's some heavy, heartbreaking stuff. And there's relationship stuff. And there's, you know, I, I really, I always feel that the palette, the songwriting palette and the emotional palette is, is wide open. And it's, you know, life, it's like, you have everything to choose from. Why not go after it? You know, I think maybe also I'm lucky that my voice is able to do that as well, that I can be tender and then scary. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, it's a, it's amazing you never got uh, caught up in, in, in into radio because you have like the best voice ever for speaking or singing. <laughs> 
voiceover. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, it's like gargling with rocks, but but also but also smooth at the same time. I don't know how you pulled it off. Um, but uh, good stuff, man. Uh, in terms of lyrics, is is that again something you just come up with as you? Oh, I have a musical piece, and then I come up with some words and melodies to fit it. Or do you write? Do you have books of uh, lyrics and poems? What do you do? No, it's often um, it, all, it often just starts like songs start. It's kind of gibberish. It's like little diamonds that come out of out of silence. You know that I'll just sit down with my guitar and just kind of let things spill out. You know, and when something comes out of substance, you know, hopefully you you record it, you know, and then you kind of, uh, I, I take that gibberish where there'll be a, a few moments of clarity or a few moments where I'll say something that I think has worth or that is uh, uh, kind of a platform or, or a place that you can, you can jump from and it's often just a couple words, but sometimes a whole verse will spill out that I don't even, I'm not really conscious of what I'm even talking about. And then I will craft it after that. I'll go back and say, oh, what was I doing? talking about? What could that mean? Or how could I twist a couple words to make it mean something interesting? Um, majority of the songs are born like that. And then I, I don't think I ever write words without melody in mind. Um, you know, sometimes I will sing and, and and have melody and lyrics come at the same time when I'm not playing guitar, but that's rarer, um, much rarer. Most of the time, they're kind of just one um, guitar and voice, and you know, it seems like my voice always kind of leads the, you know, just tells the guitar where to go. Really, I mean, I'm not like reinventing that. Yeah, for sure. What was the uh, moment or song or the artist you discovered when you were young that was like, oh, that's me. I want to do that. I want to pick up a guitar and sing. Was there a, was there a time? Was there a, a song, a singer that did that for you? Well, we would, I would, you would sit around when I was, you know, you know, in high school, like, or whatever, it was 19, 19, 20 years old, and we'd go to my buddy's house, and his dad played guitar and sang, but he would just play, he'd play, like, John Prine songs and Bob Dylan songs, or mostly kind of the quirkier ones, um, but that was kind of the inspiration to get a guitar, was him playing those songs and, and going, oh, that looks cool, and then... I just started writing songs uh, instead of really learning. He just showed me a couple chords, and then I immediately started writing songs with just you know not even two chords. I remember like the first song I wrote. I, I just started writing them, and then not not even with the idea that or aspirations, you know, or an agenda that oh this is what I'm going to do with my life. This is this is my calling, and this is what I want. You know, I was just like oh let's just do that. It seems easier than uh, than learning other people's songs. True, true. Um, yeah, you mentioned John Prine. So sad to, to hear that he passed away. It's rough. It's a rough one. Yeah, no, it truly is. He was a master. And, yeah, uh, I mean, he, he had a bit. You know, I didn't. It's it weird kind of to go full circle by, uh, you know, 
with somebody's lifespan and, and career and stuff like that to think about it as in retrospect to yourself as well as how without that, without the, my friend's dad playing those songs, I don't know if I would have picked the guitar at all. Of course, yeah. So. Tough one. That's a tough one. Um, all our heroes are starting to leave us, which is just bumming me out. But uh, I guess that's life, right? We're not here forever. Yeah, it's, it's But uh, yeah, as a final question, Jake, man, uh, you know, one thing I always wanted to ask you was you have a really uh, unique and great approach to covers. Not every artist, you know, uh, can pull off a good cover. I think there's kind of two approaches, which is I love this song or this something someone needs this song here and I've been asked to do a version of it and you either do like your own interpretation of it or an exact copy which you know can be good if you know bring light to a song that's less loved but I love your when you have done covers in the past I love how you just kind of make them your own and I don't know if that's in part and parcel of your talent but also just because of you you know your voice or your the way you play they just become your songs and that's a, it's, it's unique because I don't think a lot of people try to do that or can do that I don't. I can't see them any other way than to try to make them your own. I don't see the point, you know, when people will cover a song, but then you just cover it exactly. It sounds exactly the same as the original. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. At least reinterpret it or make it. I mean, I love when you realize what an amazing song some songs are. Um, like maybe that they, they were uh, the original. Maybe had too much clutter or too much or just even the genre of it. You know, sometimes if you take it out or you strip it down or put a different set of emotion into it, um, I don't know, that's always been my approach is to try to make it your own. Yeah, it's weird. Some people think like a lot of these, some of the covers that I've done, which there's only a, a handful of them, um, they think they're like my songs, which I always find crazy. Yeah, it's flattering for sure. I'm sure it has to feel like very good. Um, and, and, you know, we are in the streaming I'm age. I'm always like put off by it, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. You're like, oh, you like that one? Oh, shit. Right. You want them to like your yeah. material. And <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, of course. It's, it's fine either way. Yeah, I just felt, you know, uh, I think that's where a lot of people discovered you from uh, either your movie work or, you know, Sons of Anarchy and stuff like that. And they heard the covers. But then, you know, the series ends with this amazing original song of yours on a really ridiculous, you know, without spoiling it for anyone who hasn't watched what a insane ending scene. And then your song is playing for like, you know, this in, this epic long time. And it's such an incredible moving song. So I'm, that, I'm glad that people, you know, have gotten to become aware of you and continue to be you know grow and yeah i mean if, if it wasn't for those i mean that's those tv licenses and and, and movie mostly most of these sons of anarchy you know was huge for me that that, that whole series I and mean, then they used like eight or nine or you know seven or eight of just my songs and then i did some covers and some collaborations on, on a few more but that's that was huge for me i'm i'm probably the I'm probably the only person in America that loved the Lone Ranger movie soundtrack. Because <laughs> I'm a freak. Yeah, that was, that, that was, uh, that was, it was weird because it was like a companion soundtrack. Right. Because I don't think it was, I don't think my song was in the movie. Right. But uh, good stuff there, man. Thank you so much for sharing. Not the easiest questions to a answer about art and how you make art, but I really appreciate you. And uh, um, it's a fantastic new record and I hope everybody goes out and checks it out. And uh, 
when we get back to regular life, I, I look forward to seeing you on tour again. Yeah, man. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for your time. Take care. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally, check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.